0: Everyone has their own unique views and needs when it comes to financial success. If you'd like to leave your financial woes behind and live a life of financial freedom, you've come to the right place. Welcome to The Saving with Steve Show, hosted by Steve Sexton. The show will help you with the ins and outs of money, We talk about financial issues that could be costing you thousands of dollars and keeping you up at night. We talk about money, tax reduction, saving more, spending less, 401ks, risk management, retirement, and everything under the sun that relates to you having a healthier, happy relationship with money. Now, here is your host
1: of Saving With Steve, Steve Sexton. Hello, welcome to the Saving With Steve show where we talk about the ins and outs of money, Pretty much everything under the sun it relates to you having a happier, healthier relationship with money. My name is Steve Sexton. This is the Saving with Steve show, and I want to welcome you to the show. In fact, I want to thank you for joining us. We have over six hundred thousand listeners. We just added another forty-five thousand listeners coming from the UK that streamed all over the world. So we're very excited about that. We've only been with them for a couple of months. We have a wonderful show for you now. In the second half of the show, one of the big items here is this three-point-five trillion-dollar spending plan. Everybody's trying to figure out how the government's going to pay for it, taxes the whole shot. In fact, right now, Congress and the Senate and the White House are arguing over what's going to happen or if it's going to be $3.5 trillion. Once it passes, it's going to affect us all. We have Danny Artech, financial advisor, author, mentor, and entertainer, to help us understand what's going on. I'm going to be talking about how do you diversify to reduce the risk and make sure you still have the income retirement. Also, so you don't have to be in a position if the market goes down, you have to go back to work. Next, this is a biggie. Many seniors are wondering if they have enough money to last through the retirement. In fact, that's the biggest worry. But they're leery about going into retirement communities now more than ever because of COVID. Some seniors can't even get long-term care because of COVID. Many seniors don't realize that their home equity, like them, represents a large portion of their net worth. In fact, if you're over 62, you've probably see the value of your home increase. Understanding how to strategically and tax efficiently incorporate that wealth into your retirement plan, your retirement income plan can be a key to protecting your long-term, your nest egg, your the ability to live your life and have the income you need so you don't have to disrupt it. You know what? The cool thing about it is we've got Steve Sless here. He's known as the go-to person when it comes to housing wealth source. He actually was the 2021 reverse mortgage game changer by Yahoo. And it's been educating people through videos, media, and all other things. So we're lucky to have him. Steve, thank you for joining us today.
2: Likewise. Thank you for having me, Steve. Great to be with you. I just want to say this. Once we let people know that you
1: were coming on the show, our viewer email just started blowing up. But before we jump into this, I know you're in regular mortgages for a few years and you've been into reverse mortgages
2: for about 15. Tell us your little story. Why did you transition into the reverse mortgage world? Yeah, I got into the mortgage business, uh, gosh, about 20 years ago now and spent the first few years of, of my mortgage career doing what most mortgage professionals do. And that's cash out refinances, purchases. At that point, there was a big subprime market and we were originating those loans as well. And I had to make a big decision 2007, 2008, when the housing bubble came crashing down, what was I going to do? Right At that point, the company that I worked for was not able to originate FHA loans. And that left me really unable to perform the business that I've come to know and love. And I had to make a very strategic decision at that point. And I had started researching reverse mortgages at the time, but I was in my young 20s and I had a lot of doubts that I would be able to engage with an older demographic. But through my research and through my studying, Steve, what I found was the reverse mortgage is such an incredible tool to protect and prolong one's retirement. And I jumped in head first 15 years later, I haven't looked back in retrospect. It's the best career decision that I've ever made. I've dedicated myself to reverse mortgages and helping folks to live a better and more comfortable retirement ever since. And very grateful for making that decision a while back. Well, you know what? I think
1: it's a noble service you provide. The key here is what I really like in looking at your videos is you educate people. A lot of people are concerned because they've been doing the same thing for decades And a reverse mortgage is something new. I have a lot of
2: questions, but I would love for you just to briefly talk about how does a reverse mortgage work? Yeah, you know, Steve, what we teach more than anything else is the concept of integrating housing wealth into a comprehensive financial plan. Steve, for 74% of folks that are 62 years old, they're already short of their retirement income needs. However, a new report came out about a couple months ago, there is over $9 trillion in untapped equity of folks 62 and older in America. Over $9 trillion dollars. And so that money is debt equity. It's not working for those folks. It's not doing it. It's just sitting there dormant. What we teach, Steve, is how to incorporate that equity strategically and tax efficiently with a reverse mortgage loan and use those funds is in most cases the client's largest asset. Use them proactively instead of reactively. And the result is we're able to extend their finances. We're able to extend the longevity of their investment portfolios. We're able to allow them to enjoy a better and more comfortable retirement, and we're able to make their money last longer because we're leveraging what is their largest asset, and that's the equity in their home.
1: When it comes to a reverse mortgage, everybody's trying to figure out, hey, will it work for me? Am I a good candidate for this? You know, expand on that so people can say, hey,
2: well, well, am I fit? Does it work? What? There's two different types of reverse mortgage. There's a HECM, a Home Equity Conversion Mortgage, Those are government-insured reverse mortgage loans. And I would say probably 95% of every reverse mortgage originated today is a HECM government-insured product. There's also now, Steve, been a lot of innovation on the proprietary reverse mortgage side. So private lenders, non-government-insured, are now rolling out reverse mortgage products. And most of these loans are jumbo reverse mortgages. They are for a higher net worth clientele. We can lend on a jumbo reverse mortgage up to $3 million in cash for homes valued all the way up to $10 million. Reverse mortgages work like this. You got to be at least 60 plus. You got to own your home and you got to have roughly 50% equity. For folks that have a mortgage, one of the biggest benefits is we can replace their traditional mortgage with a reverse mortgage. And eliminate the mandatory mortgage payment requirement. And so by doing that, we're able to extend their cash flow. We're able to free up cash flow, free up finances. And we can also, if they have enough equity to qualify, we can release funds to them from the equity in the home. And that can be done in a variety of ways. Folks can choose to take a 10-year payout, which is basically your home sends you a check every month until the funds are exhausted. There's also a term payout where you just say, hey, Steve, I need X amount of dollars and I need it for X amount of period of time, five years, 10 years, 15, so on and so forth. You can take a lump sum from your home equity. Or the most effective strategy is you can take out a reverse mortgage line of credit. And a reverse mortgage line of credit is very different than a traditional line of credit, Steve. One, they're federally insured. They can never be suspended, reduced, or frozen irregardless of what the economy does or what the market does. That's big. These lines of credit also have a guaranteed growth rate attached to them. And so you're able to borrow more of your home equity every year the line of credit is in place.
1: Let me ask you this question here. So when you talk about, because this is one of the questions my viewer asks, they know that your line of credit will grow by a certain interest rate each year. Is it based off the equity that you have that is available to be withdrawn? And that part grows, providing you haven't take money out from that or?
2: The line of credit has a, a set growth rate. And, and, and what's important to point out, too, is this is a growth rate. It's not interest. So think of it as a credit card where your limit is being increased each year. Okay, the good. The growth rate on the line of credit is 0.5% over the interest rate on the loan. So today's interest rates on reverse mortgages are about two and a half three percent 3%. Uh, figure the growth rate is going to be 3 to 3.5% on any un- used portion of the line of credit. So as you draw funds out, obviously, you don't get any growth on the funds that you're pooling. But any funds that you leave and let sit in the line of credit, uh, we call it a standby line of credit because you can just park it, put it in reserve, put it on standby. Those funds grow over time and you just treat it no different than any traditional line of credit and you draw from it if and when you need it.
1: That's wonderful. Okay. So I think one of the big things there is that it can't be taken away. It can't be reduced. So that means if once the, Foreclosures and all that stuff comes to bear, and the market values go down. Even though somebody got a reverse mortgage today, say their equity line is two hundred thousand, and maybe their house is only worth two hundred thousand, they can't take that away. It's not like a credit card where they they can reduce your. Your, your credit limit.
2: Exactly. And think back, Steve, to 08, 09 when the housing market crashed. You had a lot of folks. A lot of these folks were over 60. They had traditional home equity lines of credit. They thought they had access to 100 dollars $200,000 or more in some cases. And the bank came back and said, you know what? Yeah, we're not going to let you borrow that money anymore. And that wrecked a lot of people's retirement plan. That cannot happen with reverse mortgages because the line of credit is federally insured. It is guaranteed. You're also, Steve, able to borrow on today's market value. We're in a booming housing economy right now. I mean, there's bidding wars on homes. You know, In some cases, homes don't even make the market and there's a bidding war already. And so values are soaring. You can take out a reverse mortgage line of credit today and lock in today's value. You and I were talking about this before the show came on. It's in all likelihood, values are gonna at least level off if not go down. So too is the market, the economy. And so it's a great hedge against future market corrections, being able to lock that line of credit in and do it at today's value, not future values, and know that that value is guaranteed.
1: Steve, that's wonderful. Hey, look, this is great information. We're gonna take a quick break. Guys, stick with us. We got to pay some bills. We'll be right back with more Steven Sless. More
0: expert advice for having a happier relationship with money still to come on The Saving With Steve Show.
1: Don't let your financial woes keep you up at night and prevent you from living a life of financial and personal freedom. Hi, I'm Steve Sexton, host of The Saving With Steve Show. We're gonna be talking about the ins and outs of money, those financial issues that could be costing you thousands of dollars, causing stress, keeping you up at night. We're gonna talk about money, tax reductions, saving more, spending less, your investments, risk management, retirement, and everything associated with you having a healthier, happy relationship with money. So if you've ever dreamed of living a life of financial and personal freedom, you owe it to yourself and your family to tune into The Saving With Steve Show. Join me, Steve Sexton, on The Saving With Steve Show as we talk about everything under the sun when it comes to money. To learn more about the show, visit savingwithsteve.us. That's savingwithsteve.us. Savingwithsteve.us. We'll see you soon.
0: Welcome back to the show that is here to help you achieve your financial goals. It's The Saving With Steve Show. Now here's your host, Steve Sexton.
1: Hey, welcome back to The Saving With Steve Show. I want to truly thank you for tuning in. I appreciate you letting your friends, family, and associates know about the show. All the replays are available here at savingwithsteve.us. If you're enjoying the stories of helpful information, insight on Saving with Steve, then I encourage you to subscribe to our YouTube channel, Apple Play, and Spotify channel. Hey, check out a few of our affiliates at UK Health Radio, BBS Radio, Talk Radio in New York City, E360 TV, Las Vegas TV Network, All these networks are dedicated to empowering you to live a life of financial and personal freedom. Also, you can follow us at Facebook at Saving with Steve Sexton if you'd like some more financial tips. So here we come back with Steve Schles. We've got a slew of questions here, so we're just going to get started There's pros and cons to anything. What's the downside of a reverse mortgage? What's the con side?
2: You know, I think it really starts in the beginning. It's all about suitability. And so when somebody comes to us, Steve, and they say, hey, I'm interested in learning about a reverse mortgage, there's first an educational journey that we need to take them on. We're also trying to figure out ourselves, are they suitable? First question we ask, Steve, is how long do you want to live in the home for? If somebody were to say three years, four years, it's probably not a great fit. And so there would be a downside there. I think the barrier to entry, the cost to take out a reverse mortgage loan is probably too great at that point if you're only going to be in the house for a few years. This is a long-term solution to living a comfortable retirement and doing so aging in place in the comfort of your own home. Another downside, and it's not necessarily a downside, it really depends on what your viewpoint of this is. Reverse mortgages are loans that have negative amortization, which means that if you make no payments, and Steve, you can treat a reverse mortgage no different than a traditional mortgage. If you want to make payments, you certainly have the, the right to be able to do so. But a lot of folks choose not to make monthly mortgage payments. And if you choose not to make a monthly mortgage payment, your balance each month is going to increase. A lot of folks are fearful of that. They're fearful of their balance increasing. What we teach Steve is look, the home is a low growth potential asset. If you have a financial advisor that is managing your money and that money is well diversified, it's in the right market, it's invested well. Chances are that advisor is yielding you, you know, seven to ten, six to ten percent returns right now historically, the home appreciates at 1% to 4% per year. And so we teach, use the home equity first instead of using the retirement assets first and combine all of your assets. But a lot of folks are a little hesitant because they're fearful of their balance rising over time. And look, at that point, you have to become educated, you got to become empowered, and ultimately, you got to make the best and most astute financial decision for you. Let's clear up some of the misinformation. Now, can somebody lose their house with a reverse mortgage? You cannot lose your house because you had a reverse mortgage. That, that's a huge misconception. And if we have time, Steve, a, a quick backstory. So prior to 2015, if you were over 62, you had equity in your home and you had a pulse, you had blood pumping through your body, you could get a reverse mortgage. Mm-hmm. There was no credit qualifications, there was no income qualifications. And so what the result was, you had a lot of folks that were already of destitute. They had already run out of money and they were using the reverse mortgage as a last resort. The reverse mortgage just prolonged the inevitable. It prolonged their ability to remain in the home, but it was inevitable. They were going to lose their home because they just couldn't afford it. They didn't have enough income to pay the taxes and the insurance. Those are the qualifications of the reverse mortgage. Got to pay your homeowner's insurance. You got to pay your property taxes and you got to maintain the home. If you default on any of those requirements you will lose your home but that's no different look if you have a regular mortgage or even no mortgage at all steve and you don't pay your taxes you're going to get foreclosed on you're going to lose your home but by having a reverse mortgage you cannot lose your home simply by having the loan
1: here's another question what happens for example we've got the market screaming up right now with the housing market everybody wants to buy and all the supply line issues i get a reverse mortgage it's a six hundred thousand dollar reverse mortgage The market goes down and my house is actually worth
2: $300,000 and I pass away. What are the options my heirs have? It's a great question. So all reverse mortgages are non-recourse loans. Non-recourse means there's no recourse and there's no debt passed to your heirs or your estate that they have to come out of pocket and pay. So at the time of your death, your heirs are going to have the option to buy the house for 95% of the appraised value at the time. They can also walk away. If there's more owed on the reverse mortgage than what the home is worth, they can walk away and the non-recourse component kicks in. The HECM reverse mortgages have government reverse mortgage insurance on them. That insurance policy that is on all these reverse mortgages will settle. It's almost like gap insurance for your car, Steve, Mm -hmm. right? You total your car, you owe $20,000, the insurance company cuts you a check for 15, that $5,000 gap is covered. Reverse mortgages work the same way. So you can have the peace of mind of knowing that you can take a reverse mortgage out. And if at some point there is a market correction and you do owe more than what the value of the home is at the time of death, your heirs can simply walk away or they have the option to buy it back at 95% of the value.
1: One of the reasons why I asked that is back in 2008, one of my clients who had a reverse mortgage passed away. And the reverse mortgage was actually like $450,000. And after 2008, the house value, when they appraised it was 195,000. When the heirs were looking at just dumping it and saying, hey, fine. But when I explained to them, I said, you can get a house for $195,000 and let it grow. And they went, oh my. And basically they bought the house for 195 and sold it a few years later for twice that much. So they were in a wonderful position when that occurred, and it's a great option. One of the questions I do have is this in this world, you have divorces. Okay. And this question has come up probably, I probably have 30 of these questions. Divorce rates in California are at 50%. If it's a second divorce and they're older than 55, it's at 72%. What's the effect of reverse mortgage in somebody receiving income if there's a, I
2: want to say a gray hair or silver hair divorce? I love that question, Steve. So we have a partnership with the IDFA, the Institute for Divorce Financial Analysts. We're working with financial analysts that specialize in senior divorce, and we're helping them use reverse mortgage loans to navigate their clients' financial woes while they're going through these divorces. And so We're using the reverse mortgage as a tool to divide the marital home and and use that equity for one person to remain in the home while the other leaves the home. We're also using it, Steve. We just had a a case like this uh, not too long ago where the couple sold their home for $300,000. They both put down $150,000 on two separate $300,000 homes. And they bought those homes with a reverse mortgage. You can actually use a reverse mortgage loan, Steve, to purchase a home in retirement. Most folks don't even realize that. Most realtors don't realize that. Um, So it's a very effective strategy. And it's one that we are deploying quite a bit as we work through the Institute for Divorce Financial Analysts to help their clients ease the financial difficulties of gray or silver divorce. You
1: know what? I just want to add this. Over the years, there's a number of clients that have come to me and they've come to me because they're trying to find a way to make retirement work and they've overspent or overhelped a child or something like that. And we've gotten in contact with a reverse mortgage specialist for the primary reason. In one case, the couple actually took out a jumper reverse mortgage, but they were able to eliminate their current mortgage payment, which is a little over $2,500 which was the gap they needed to make their retirement work for the rest of their life. And then they had an equity line left over that they were going to use in case some health issues ramped up on them. And they were just going to let that grow until it was there. That was probably 12 years ago. And they let that thing grow. I think it's like a little over a half million dollars. And they started tapping into it because of home care needs. So they're going to have more than enough to do it. And they're so thankful that I said, hey, look at considering getting a reverse mortgage because this is what you need. So they were able to prolong their life, have the retirement that they want, and now being able to take care of somebody just because they looked at what you talked about, strategically tapping into that asset, which is their house equity.
2: And look, Steve, I mean, the bottom line is there's over $9 trillion of senior housing wealth that is not being used right now. Reverse mortgage is just one way to use it. There's other options. There's traditional mortgages. There's traditional home equity lines of credit. However, the difference with the reverse mortgage is there's no mandatory payment obligation. So if you're in your 60s or you're in your 70s and you're looking to take funds from the equity in your home, would you rather do it and not have to pay those funds back, not have a mandatory mortgage payment, or would you rather be saddled with a 15, 20, or 30-year mortgage payment and have to come out of pocket with that payment every month and, and until you're in your 90s in some mm-hmm. cases. And so oftentimes it makes more sense to take out a reverse mortgage. But again, it's all about education and it's about weighing the options and what works for some may not work for others. And that's where we come in to help them figure that out.
1: One of the things that I have found as of recent, a lot of people are in situations like in states like California, Illinois, New York, where the cost of living's got pretty expensive. Their only options are to sell and downsize or move out of state or they look at getting that reverse mortgage just to free up that money that they need to make their life work. I think what you do is noble. I think what you're doing right now with educating everybody is very, very important and is needed. And that said, we're about to wrap up our segment with you. Could you tell us how people can get a hold of you, how they can go get your videos so
2: they can get educated and get the help they're looking for? Absolutely. I appreciate the opportunity. So my firm's name is the Stephen J. Sless Group. It's the Stephen J. Sless Group. We are the the reverse mortgage division for primary residential mortgage. We have branches in all 50 states throughout the country. You can reach us by phone. Our number is 410-814-7575. It's 410-814-7575. Or online at the Sless Group, the SLES, Sless, group.com. On YouTube is where all our videos are as well. And we have a lot of educational content on there. If you just go on YouTube and search the Stephen J. Sless Group, you'll pull up our content. If you get there, I'd appreciate it if you like the videos and if you want to be notified when we put out more content, just subscribe and hit the bell at the top. And every time we release a new video, you'll get to know.
1: Hey, folks, the first thing of learning anything new is getting education. They've got a great resource at theslesgroup.com. So you want to go out there and look at it. If you're looking to get a hold of Steve, definitely go to that website. Steve, I want to thank you for joining us. Hey, stay safe, stay healthy. We've had a lot more questions to get answered. So we're probably going to have to circle back in a few months and have you back on. Is that Okay.
2: I'd love to. I appreciate the opportunity. You're doing great work, Steve. I appreciate it.
1: Appreciate it, Steve. I've heard too many Steve's today. And it's a great name you have. So, hey, we'll <laughs> look forward to seeing you next time. Thank you so much for sticking with us today. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Hey, everybody, that was Steve Slaps. You want to stick with us? We're going to be right back. More expert
0: advice for having a happier relationship with money still to come on The Saving With Steve Show.
1: Don't let your financial woes keep you up at night and prevent you from living a life of financial and personal freedom. Hi, I'm Steve Sexton, host of The Saving With Steve Show. We're gonna be talking about the ins and outs of money, those financial issues that could be costing you thousands of dollars, causing stress, keeping you up at night. We're gonna talk about money, tax reductions, saving more, spending less, Your investments, risk management, retirement, and everything associated with you having a healthier, happy relationship with money. So if you've ever dreamed of living a life of financial and personal freedom, you owe it to yourself and your family to tune into The Saving with Steve Show join me steve Sexton, on the saving with steve show as we talk about everything under the sun when it comes to money to learn more about the show visit savingwithsteve.us that's savingwithsteve.us savingwithsteve.us we'll see you soon
0: welcome back to the show that is here to help you achieve your financial goals it's the saving with steve show
1: now here's your host Steve Sexton. Hey, welcome back to the show. That was Steve Sless. He was talking to us about how to use our home equity to make sure we can have the life that we want in retirement. So if you'd like to get more information on Steve Sless, Go to theslessgroup.com. They're a wonderful operation, a lot of education. First step with any financial decision is getting education. Without education, you can't ask good questions, which means you can't make prudent, informed decisions. So life's all about making prudent, informed decisions. And this is all about the ins and outs of money. And that's one way to do it. So go to that website if you'd like more money. Now, this segment, I'm going to be talking about what's been going on. And I wanted to start this with a story about somebody I worked with way back in April 2007. And have continued to work with him. He allowed me to share his story. This gentleman and his wife were referred to me back in April of 2007. Yeah, it was a long time ago, but in April of 2007, he and his wife came in. And you know what you don't know about him is he worked in the startup and IPO industry. He wasn't you know a money guy that did IPOs, but he helped build companies. He was in the midst of his third IPO that was going to get launched. The first two kind of faltered after it got launched. One was just before 9-11, in which case the whole world for the tech industry went down. Since then, he had saved a bunch of money, and now he was looking to get this multi $10 million payout, providing he stuck with the company for six months after the IPO. Now, the IPO was going to issue in November 2007. When he came into my office, I asked him about his industry, and he spent 20 minutes talking to me about how fickle the IPO startup industry was and how very few actually make it, a lot like all these people want to be stars and musicians. Not everybody makes it. So when we were talking, he also had accumulated a little over two and a half million dollars. I said, hey, look, if we're going to do retirement planning and tax planning, let's do them separately. Because you told me how finicky the IPO world and what if something happens and that IPO goes down? And he actually agreed with that. So we started talking about his $2.5 million. I said to him, what happens if we do have that downturn, your IPO goes away and the market goes down by 30 or 40%? Would you be able to stay retired or would you have to go back to work? And he said, well, I'd probably lose a million dollars, and I would have to go back to work. I said, "Is that something you want to do?" And he said, "No." I said, "Okay. What we need to do is we need to create a plan where we can reduce a little bit the risk you have, and then make sure that you're getting the rate of return you need to live the retirement dream that you have." And He said, "Okay." That okay look was one of those things, like your dad says when he thinks you're full of it. And I went through how you go about doing that. And he and his wife, or he actually said, he said, hey, thank you very much. Appreciate the time and got up and left. I I didn't think I'd ever see him again. But he called about three weeks later and he told me, he goes, Steve, when you said that, it was an aha moment for me. In fact, I got chills. In fact, I got scared. That's the reason why I left. I said, well, help me understand what you're thinking here. He said, well, look, I was there in 2000. In fact, I had more money then than I do have now. And I continue with the risk, thinking things are going to be okay. And I lost almost 70% of what I had. I saw friends who had retired a couple of years early that had millions of dollars, only to have one or 2 million because of what happened because they didn't reduce their risk. And the reality is they didn't realize that they didn't want to go back to work. And a lot of them did, or they downsized, changed their lifestyle. And he goes, and I don't want to do any of that. But my concern is I don't know how to protect things and create my income because I've been spending my world accumulating, accumulating risks. And I said, hey, don't worry. You're like every person who's looking to retire. So all we really need to do is we need to create a prevention strategy where we retain what you have, grow it with a reasonable rate of return so you can live the life you want in retirement, but protect it. And we spent about two months educating him. We brought in real estate experts, money managers. Uh, I educated him on um, safe products and things like that. And in July, we got everything set in place. November hit, I get this phone call. He go, Steve, my IPO is worth $25 million. He was all excited. And February, as you know, the world fell in. And the valuation of that stock went to next to nothing. I was supposed to meet him at the end of April. I met him at the end of April, but the stock was worthless. He got a notice that he's going to get two months worth of salary, and that was going to be about it. They still plan to retire because of the plan that we put in place. Now, his portfolio went up to about $2.8 million before everything went to hits but you know what? I only lost a couple hundred thousand dollars. So he still had about 2.6 million. Now for him, that still enabled them to create the income they need in retirement. In fact, the very first word he said, he just says, you know what? I'm very grateful. And I said, why? Because you either have a crystal ball or what? I said, no, no, I don't have a crystal ball. If I did, it wouldn't be her. Neither would you. But here's the thing that we did. All we did is some good planning. We recognized that there is a live transition here. And that live transition went from, I'm working to I'm no longer working. And all we really did is we made it real simple. And I'll make it real simple for you. Think of your investments as red, blue, green, okay? Red is Wall Street, stocks, bonds, mutual funds. Anything that has risk, you know, stocks, bonds, ETFs, They're going to go up and down with the market, 30% up, 30% down. It's just the way it goes. If you're looking at the blue, you're looking at investments that are not correlated to the stock market. So if the stock market drives, guess what? This does has a little bit, but not a lot of loss. And it has a predictable income, which people like. Okay, It adds stability to your portfolio. And then you have the green section which is protected items, like from banks and insurance companies that they have protection. When you're looking at banks, you're looking at CDs and things like that that don't earn much, but you can always use equity-linked CDs. Okay, You definitely want to talk to your financial advisor about that if you're interested in those things. And then you have annuities. You have fixed annuities and you have fixed index annuities. So for example, with a fixed annuity, it's a lot like a CD. You get a guaranteed interest rate. But we have a fixed index annuity, it grows with the index as opposed to a fixed interest rate. So if you have a 10% upside, you could get a 7% increase and it locks in that growth. So if you started with 100, you have 107. And if the next year the market crashes, you still have $107,000, which is wonderful. The key here is you take a look at this. You say, hey, how much do I want in the red section, the risk section? I want 30%. I want 40% in the predictable income section, and I want 30% in the guaranteed section. It's all going to combine to generate a certain rate of return so you can live the life you want, but let's take a look at it when it hits the market. So for example, if you have a million dollars there and the market goes down by 30%, you're only dropping by 30% of 30, which is a 10% drop over the whole piece. If you look at critical income and say you're getting 7% there, hey, I lost 10, but I gained 2, so I have a net loss of about 8. 8% is a lot easier to recover from because I only need about 9% to recover as opposed to 30 where I'm going to need 50% recovery. A lot of people out there are listening and what they're listening to is they're saying, "Hey, I'm still working because of the impact of 2008. So the key here is this, everybody looks at risk differently. Some people love the reward they get from taking on risk, while others are proactively taking steps and putting measures in place. So if things don't go as planned, they don't take as big as a hit. So if you're a couple of years to five years away from retirement, it's important to look at ways to reduce and eliminate risk. Because quite frankly, there's a lot of advisors out there that say, hey, don't worry, it's only a paper loss. It's only a loss if you sell. Well, the issue comes with this. If you're in the first couple of years before, a couple of years after retiring, five years before retiring, and you take that significant hit, You might not have enough time for your portfolio to grow before you have to start taking income from it. So it really doesn't give you that opportunity to grow so you can access your savings in that short period of time. So think of those things. A lot of people don't understand real estate, and that's the reason why they have everything correlated to the market. You know what? There's ways you can invest in real estate. You can do it through a rental property, okay? You can do it through a real estate investment trust. You can do it through a Delaware statutory trust. You can also do it through a TIC. The key here is you want to find a specialist who understands those that can educate you. So again, the message here is this. You want to make sure that you have some sort of diversification with your portfolio. You want to make sure you're reducing and eliminate risk. You want to sit down with your advisor to go about doing that. Now, that's all for this segment. I hope it gave you some great advice to make a difference in your life. Now, you wanna stick with us. We've got a great segment coming up with Danny Artach. We'll be right back.
0: More expert advice for having a happier relationship with money still to come on The Saving With Steve Show.
1: Don't let your financial woes keep you up at night and prevent you from living a life of financial and personal freedom. Hi, I'm Steve Sexton, host of The Saving With Steve Show. We're gonna be talking about the ins and outs of money, those financial issues that could be costing you thousands of dollars, causing stress, keeping you up at night. We're gonna talk about money, tax reductions, saving more, spending less, your investments, risk management, retirement, and everything associated with you having a healthier, happy relationship with money. So if you've ever dreamed of living a life of financial and personal freedom, you owe it to yourself and your family to tune into The Saving With Steve Show. Join me, Steve Sexton, on The Saving With Steve Show as we talk about everything under the sun when it comes to money. To learn more about the show visit savingwithsteve.us that's savingwithsteve.us it's savingwithsteve.us we'll see you soon
0: welcome back to the show that is here to help you achieve your financial goals it's the saving with steve show now here's your host steve sexton
1: hey i want to welcome back to the saving with steve show my name is steve sexton and we're talking about the ins and outs of money here's one of the big things we've seen this 3.5 million dollar spending plan in fact congress the senate the white house they're fighting back and forth i don't know if it's going to be 3.5 million dollars but you know what it's going to affect us all here's one of the big things a lot of people are trying to make decisions right now they're trying to figure out which way to go with their taxes we have denny Atachi, financial advisor, author, mentor, entertainer. He has a radio show. He's here to help us understand this whole thing. Danny, welcome to the show.
3: Great to be here, Steve. Nice talking with you. And it's too bad we can't air the outtakes we had five, 10 minutes prior to the show. Don't worry, they will be. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what goes on Facebook and people. That's, what, that's that how stuff. the cookie crumbles, baby, just like Walter Cronkite does. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, the reality is everybody loves the Facebook stuff, and it's usually Months on end, we still see people visiting it, and it's almost like watching The Housewives of whatever. I mean, there's not yeah. a lot of drama there, but people like to see what's there. But before we get started, I got to ask this question because this okay. is one of the things that come up with our viewers. Things, and I know you've answered it a hundred times, but what people really don't know that are listening, and we have six almost seven hundred thousand people who are listening here. Denny was the lead singer and guitars for the band Iron Butterfly in the '90s when he lived in L.A. He toured with musicians like Three Dog Nights, famous act like Nick Link Davy Jones from The Monkey, Dennis Yokes from the classic Four Rare Earth, Steppenwolf, which I love, Bad Finger, Eric Burden, The Animals, R.O. Speedman, Night Ranger. And you still go out there and gig right now in Florida too, right?
3: Yes. As a matter of fact, I just won the local competition. I'm going back to Memphis in January to compete internationally for the International Blues Conference doing original blues. So I I still perform, my clients get a big kick out of this. In fact, a lot of them have Googled me and said, uh, hey, dude, you want to talk about this background of yours? <laughs> so uh, I, and I still perform. I even do my late dad. I sing Sinatra music. But, you know, I love the rock and roll and I like the blues. So, yes, I'm still active and I do it. It's not what I do to pay my bills. Imagine that a musician with not much money. <laughs> well, actually, I've never heard that one before. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. I flipped the switch in the 90s when my best friend was Joe Shermy from Three Dog Night and he was sleeping on my couch and we were eating jack-in-a-box double cheeseburgers for 99 cents. Mm -hmm. So I said, if this guy with Platinum Records is sleeping on my couch, I probably should do something else for a living. (laughs) (laughs) I love Joe. Uh, I mean, I love all the musicians I played with, but I've got to tell you, it's that old story. They were terrible with money. So my passion became showing people how to make their money last, educating them. I'm a non-sugarcoating straight shooter. I mean, I tell people like it is and they make their own decisions. Best way to be. But I still love music. Yes.
1: You have a unique transition. I know you're in the army and all that stuff, but the transition from musician to financial planner, it's just,
3: you go from a creative mind to a linear mind. It's just a little. You have to be kind of creative with people because we're still talking about people's lives. And I think what has made me successful is number one, I have a lot of great partners. It's not just me. Oh yeah, always that. I really communicate simply with clients so that they understand things so that they really can make their own decisions. And I try and make them not to press the panic button because as we discussed it, the media loves to press the panic button and everything that's going on right now is pressing the panic button. But on my radio show today, I had Paul Meeks. He's a world famous chartered financial analyst. He ran the largest technology fund for Merrill Lynch. He is now with Independent Solutions. I'm partnered with them. I, I have money managed with them. He's still bullish in spite of the fact of the tax things that are going on, in spite of many worldly things that people think, look, let's face it, the market has has been going up for the last couple of years. It can't continue. There are going to be blips along the radar. Mm -hmm. However, fundamentally, equities still look attractive for single to small double-digit returns in the long haul. And Mm -hmm. we don't try and time the market or uh, guess what the Fed's going to do. And the other thing is, I know we're going to talk about the tax situation because it is important, but really monetary policy by the feds is what really governs and dictates where the market's going to go, not a president and uh, their policies. It certainly can influence it, but as long as rates are where they are and certain things are keep going along, there's really no need to press the panic button until something new comes in the radar. (laughs)
1: Let's chat a little bit about that before we get into the other things, because You heard about what's going on in China with Evergrande and their $300 billion loans and all that stuff. And China says, hey, we're not gonna step in and bail them out and all that stuff. Did you talk with that
3: with your guest? He did mention that, that he thinks it's a situation that will be resolved, just like he found it almost uh, comical that it seems like clockwork, they always come up with this debt ceiling crisis and they Mm -hmm. wait for the last few hours to figure it out. So I did ask him, well, what if they don't agree on the debt ceiling? Do you think the markets will go spiraling? Paul Meeks doesn't feel exactly that that certainly it's going to sour investor sentiment. I certainly also believe that the trillions of dollars that they're going to pass could Affect many things and ultimately lead to higher taxes. I mean, President Biden is already talking about raising capital gains all the way up to possibly 43%. He's also talking about, and who knows what will be passed, he's also talking about possibly changing Roth conversions if you're making X amount of dollars. But I try and caution people not to panic as of yet until we know. I mean, Steve, do you think it's a reality that no matter where the tax situation is, that most people with good tax professionals figure it out eventually, if not sooner? You know, whatever they pass, tax professionals will figure out either loopholes or certain ways that they can overcome the new legislation. That is the reality. That is the truth. Just like when markets make strong corrections, and they could be for good reasons and they could be for bad reasons. The last biggest one was 2008, which was a horrible situation. But for investors that were maybe investing for 10, 15, 20 years, uh, they were better suited than those who were retiring within the two to three years of that happening. My answer to that is you should have prepared for it. I certainly treat clients differently when they're within five years of retiring, as opposed to 20 years of retiring, Mm -hmm. because we don't know what the market's going to do with absolute certainty. There's a lot of speculation, even though stocks are moderately overvalued at this point, according to Paul Meeks and people a lot smarter than I, there's still a good deal going forth the next 12 to 18 months and beyond. I I don't think people should go crazy and load up on technology right now. Now, but for the value investor and for those investing the next 10, 15, 20 years, you know, it's it's almost like that old saying that if you have favorite companies and they go on sale, do you abandon them or do you buy them more when when they're cheaper? So yeah. if, if if you're investing for the longer haul, I, I would say that that would trigger buying, not selling at that
1: point. We're gonna take a quick break right now and come back because I want to keep going on that topic because I think it's unbelievably important. So hey, look. We have Danny right with us. You want to stick with us? We're going to be right back.
0: More expert advice for having a happier relationship with money still to come on the Saving with Steve show.
1: Don't let your financial woes keep you up at night and prevent you from living a life of financial and personal freedom. Hi, I'm Steve Sexton, host of The Saving With Steve Show. We're gonna be talking about the ins and outs of money, those financial issues that could be costing you thousands of dollars, causing stress, keeping you up at night. We're gonna talk about money, tax reduction, saving more, spending less, your investments, risk management, retirement, and everything associated with you having a healthier, happy relationship with money. So if you've ever dreamed of living a life of financial and personal freedom, you owe it to yourself and your family to tune into The Saving With Steve Show. Join me, Steve Sexton, on The Saving With Steve Show as we talk about everything under the sun when it comes to money. To learn more about the show, visit savingwithsteve.us. That's savingwithsteve.us. Savingwithsteve.us. We'll see you soon.
0: Welcome back to the show that is here to help you achieve your financial goals. It's the Saving With Steve Show. Now here's your host, Steve Sexton.
1: Hey, welcome back to the Saving with Steve show where we talk about the ins and outs of money. I truly want to thank you for tuning in. I appreciate you letting your friends, family, and associates know about the show. All the replays are available at www.savingwithsteve.us. If you're enjoying the stories of helpful information and insight on Saving with Steve, then I encourage you to subscribe for our Google Play, our Spotify channel. Check out a few of our affiliates at UK Health Radio, BBS Radio, Talk Radio in New York City, E360 TV, Las Vegas TV Network, All these networks are dedicated to empowering you to solve problems, uplift your spirit, and live a life of financial personal freedom. We have Denny Atachi. We've been talking about the things that people need to keep in mind when they're looking at this $3.5 trillion spending package. One of the questions that I have for Denny is this. Well, there's a lot of people feel there's going to be some fallout, whether positively or negatively. If it's negatively and then we see the market go down and you've got people and I know you work with people in the school systems and things like that. If you're 24, 25, 26, 30, 35. Do you freak out and take things out of the market or do you let it continue and invest even more because you're, well, I look at it as you're buying things at discount, but I'd love to hear your input on that.
3: That's an excellent question. Just remember that no one can time the mark. So it's really based on risk tolerance. A lot of my clients, we go through sophisticated software and we run the risk tolerance, but I dumb it down. I, I look them in the eye and say, John, Jill, what would you feel like if your value went down for 30% or more? And I see what their reaction is. And at any given time, if that's not good for a person, they need to be really careful on how they invest. Because the fact of the matter is that could happen. It happened last year during the COVID crisis. The market was down about 35%. Now, who would have thought that it would have recovered as fast as it did? So those who panicked at that time missed the ability to not have lost money because they sold out of their positions. So time is your friend in the market and also risk tolerance. It's very interesting, Steve, that in the last 21 years, if you break down what the S&P has averaged, including the 2008 crisis, it's probably somewhere around 5.5%. Now, I know that doesn't sound sexy, but compound interest is, is, is amazing, as Einstein used to say. So I really feel that people should not try and time the market, but they should pay attention to risk tolerance because at any given time, the market's moved so fast now If you cannot stomach being down 20, 30, or possibly 40%, then you should rebalance your portfolio. If you're closer to retirement, you should have it in positions that maybe you're okay making three to 4%, and you're not gonna get upset that the market made 20 because you have other plans for it in three years when you retire. But if we take that away, if you know you're gonna be in the market, even in retirement, then maybe you wouldn't even do that. You would continue plugging along in a moderately conservative, well balanced, diversified portfolio. And over time, you should be rewarded. But I have to tell you, you have to be able to stomach the ups and downs, the ebbs and flows of the market. They are a natural progression. What we've had in the last four to five years, I consider not natural. It's been more bullish rather than bearish. And so people have the mindset that, well, if I can't make 20%, then what's the point? Or, hey, the market's going to continue going up and uh, the music's playing, everyone's dancing. It's great. That's not really what true financial planners want their clients to believe. It's not reality. We've had a great run. Could it continue? Yes. I think sentiment is as long as interest rates are where they are and that the economy keeps going and we don't have things like what we have in China, another war, perhaps a debt crisis Mm -hmm. that will keep plugging along and single to low double digit returns is very achievable. This is not to say that we can't have a five to 10% correction in the next six months or more. So I really believe in my heart of hearts Time is your friend and risk tolerance will help you stomach what the market does.
1: Wonderful advice. When it comes to the tax side of things, what are you currently advising clients to do?
3: Well, that opens up a lot of things because first of all, people do the opposite. They tend to take Social Security early and defer their retirement accounts. When from a taxation standpoint, they should do the opposite because Social Security is more favorably taxed. But that's a whole discussion that we could spend an hour on. When you say taxation, I do believe because of the spending and the new administration that taxes will go up. They're talking about changing the brackets as it is. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they'll touch the standard deduction that President Trump did, which was a gift for many when they say that only rich people benefited, I asked a couple point blank, so that $24,000 standard deduction didn't help you. And they say, well, yeah, of course it did. (laughs) So you have to look at bits and pieces. Now, if inflation gets out of control and wage inflation is a big, big thing that we have to watch, And if they do indeed raise corporate tax rates, then that may change some business structures. They may go overseas, which will affect employment, which may affect monetary policy, which means that we could see a rise in interest rates. And then once things start tightening, if they do, and a lot of it is predicated on where taxes are going, well, because they're spending, I I said it on my show, Drunken Sailors on Shore Leave, uh, to coin a phrase. It has to be paid somehow, sometime, mm-hmm. and the only solution is obviously to raise taxes. That's how they pay for. We've we've had rates. I don't want to say artificially held down, but boy, I wouldn't want to be the first guy that wants to raise interest rates in this environment when people. Have been spoiled for the last few years but these are all normal progressions of any economy rates cannot stay where they are no taxes should not stay where they are they cannot because of the expenditures that are happening so as individuals you have to be smart if you can invest in roth accounts unfortunately because rates are where they are tax-free municipal bonds are not that attractive and as rates go higher that will affect of course your principal so I would say a true plan to deal with the taxation if you're self-employed, you can take advantage of set IRAs, defined benefit plans, Mm -hmm. instead of being stuck with a $5,000 a year. If you're making good money and are self-employed and you can put away 25% of your earnings and pay yourself instead of the IRS. uh Uh-oh, did I say that bad word, the IRS? Um, (laughs) That'll save you in taxes alone. You know, But I think going forward, when everything is going, I think it goes back to fundamentals for everyone. And that is start off with a budget. What do you putting away each month because no matter where taxes go, we're coming full circle where every one of us, including myself, has to watch our debt, has to watch our spending habits. And we have to live well within our means. I personally have no debt. I live well within my means. I could drive just about any car. I drive a three-year-old Chevy. I'm saying we all have to, as a country and individuals, take responsibility no matter what is passed from a taxation, no matter what the market does. We have to go back to the basics of budgeting ourselves. I know this is not exciting, mm-hmm. but think of the generations before us where they practiced this forever. They didn't have the economy that we've enjoyed the last 10, 15 years. So they they had to practice these things that I believe are coming full circle again. And with regards to taxation, well, if you can invest in Roth accounts or you can defer your investments until you're in a lower tax bracket, that's a smart way to go instead of paying taxes as you go along.
1: Does that make sense? Totally makes sense. I think it's great advice. I was talking with somebody three weeks ago. For me, I do a lot of advanced tax planning, but this one person that we've known for years and I keep talking to him every single year about reducing his taxes. He just says, no, no, no. And this year he had a n- new granddaughter. And they're trying to figure out how to put four grand into a um, a 529 program for their new granddaughter. So what we did is we talked about tax-deferred accounts, all the money sure. that he was getting interest income and getting taxed on that. I said, are you ever going to use it? He goes, no, I'm never going to need it. So we put it in a tax-deferred account. And then he had the Roth. So we start replaced that income by withdrawing it from a Roth, which is tax-free, which put him in a 12% tax bracket. So all the dividends and capital gains were tax free. So now his taxes are just based off of Social Security. So his taxes went from about 4000 dollars a year here in California to 16. So he just went, oh, my God, the IRS is actually going to fund my, my daughter's 529. But more <laughs> don't tell your
3: governor that he may want a piece of the action. Um, I know <laughs> he's know getting getting probably, he probably
1: he probably needs the money to refinance <laughs> the money to <laughs> deal with his recall campaign. <laughs> yeah, he's
3: been getting a lot of heat for sure. And, you know, but that's exactly right. And also, depending on whether someone is a W-2 or self-employed person, that's why LLCs are made and for-profit corporations. That's why I said to you earlier that no matter what they do with the tax situation, Mm -hmm. trust me, tax professionals and attorneys will figure out how to maximize the system for the benefit of their clients. it's not going to be free so you're either going to pay them or the irs so to speak but i really believe that we'll overcome it it may be difficult it it may affect our economy in many ways and i'm ultimately also concerned whether or not companies decide to go elsewhere to conduct business instead of being housed here in america because i don't blame them if they could save 10 percent on their taxes to operate why not They would exactly. Yes. I mean,
1: Ireland built a whole economy by reducing taxes down to two percent. So why not? And they built a gigantic manufacturing economy over there for doing that. And I can see that occurring again if
3: corporate taxes go back up. Right. So I think, Steve, that's really what people need to watch out. But as individuals, we have already touched base on how they can deal with it. If they raise the tax brackets or if they do away with the standard deduction, there will be other ways that people like the tax deferral accounts and certain ways to invest Mm -hmm. to mitigate the tax liability situation.
1: Yeah. Hey, Danny, I want to thank you for being on the show. But one of the big things I like to do, especially for people like yourself, is Give people an opportunity to come get information from you. How do they contact sure. you? It's your website, and if they want to see you sing, you know we can let them. Uh, know well,
3: um, <laughs> I do have a website for singing, dennyartachi.band.com. However, uh, I'm in the the greatest broker deal, Peak Brokerage, and the greatest RIA firm with independent solutions. My number is 561 305 8226. 561 305 8226. I'm with Peak Brokerage Services. I'm here in beautiful Jupiter, Florida. You can email me at my first initial last name, D-A-R-T-A-C-H-E, that's D-A-R-T-A-C-H-E, at PBS Rep, which stands for Peak Brokerage Services. It doesn't cost anything to talk. I may not be a fit for everyone, but I love at least educating people so that they can make their decision. I think a big difference of what I do is, and I know that word gets used a lot, holistic, but I really do give advice to my clients of when to take Social Security, what they should do about Medicare, how do they transfer the assets, what happens if they get sick, how can they really invest in the market and maybe get more than 2% with not taking too much risk. Do they understand the difference between a true liquid managed accounts and that not all annuities are terrible and the big bad boogeyman? There's so many of them. You see those commercials that they would never sell an annuity. Well, rich people buy annuities and life insurance because they have their position. I'm not saying you should put all your investments. I believe being a proper risk-tolerant model is how typically people should be. But if you're limited in your resources and you don't want to wind up eating cat food, you may want to consider some of those other vehicles Mm -hmm. to bridge that gap. Because what do you do if we have a a bear market in the next two, three or four years, and you're counting on that for your income? That's a sobering reality that retirees need to address. Now, I'm not saying you have to do annuities. There are certainly preferred equities that pay nice dividends. My whole point is you should seek help and get many points of view and advice. Or just find someone like me that has all the partners all in one one-stop Crazy shop, <laughs> <laughs> And I can sing music for you. That's right. That's Denny, right. I'm gonna, Either I'm gonna, Sinatra I'm gonna... or Led Zeppelin or Stevie Ray Vaughan.
1: I wanted to end with this. I don't know if you know who this is, but Robert Schiller, he won a Nobel Prize for the Cape Ratio in economics. I was at an event at Barclays in New York. He had a discussion One of the statements he made, I never forget it. He just says, you know what? There's a lot of different investments out in our world. Some could be the perfect thing for some people, but the horrible thing for the others. And a lot of people don't realize that they're just being put into a box sometimes. And you want to find somebody who's going to find something, find an investment that's going to fit them like a glove, based off of their unique
3: circumstance. Right, so, and several. Yeah, and and several. You, you,
1: you were just talking about that, so I think that's important. And you know what? That I'm going to have to go because our time's up. I want to thank you for being here today, everybody. Danny Pleasure, Kachi, Steve. Maybe we should have you back sometime. You've been a lot of fun. This is going to be I'd a lot like to come back. back
3: and you're welcome to come on my radio show if you can get up that early. Okay. <laughs>
1: Well, you can see why I have less hair. That's why I get up to it. So that's, that's the size of it. All right. Guys. right. Take hey, take you, care. you be safe. You be healthy. We got to go. You have a great day, Danny. Thanks for being you with too. us.
3: Thank, thank you. Bye-bye. My pleasure.
1: Everybody, that was Denny Artachi. Wonderful guy. Was watching some of the band stuff last night on YouTube. Go back, check him out. And uh, hopefully we'll see you back again. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us. See you next
0: week. Thank you for joining us for The Saving With Steve Show, hosted by Steve Sexton. To learn more about the show and how to become a guest or sponsor, visit savingwithsteve.us. That's savingwithsteve.us. Join us again next time as we continue to talk about everything under the sun that relates to you having a healthier, happier relationship with money. This has been The Saving
3: With Steve Show, hosted by Steve Sexton.